Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by... Pierce. Hey, guys. And what are we talking about this week, Pierce? Well, this week we're talking about that dark place that I went to this past week. And by dark... Cleveland? Yes, I went to... No. Cleveland's actually not the worst place I've ever been. No. Last three months, I've kind of... Three and a half months, I've fallen behind on comics. And this past week, for whatever reason, I just read like 50 in like five days. So it was... My brain hurts a little bit. (laughs) So... That's what we're going to be talking about. I'm also behind on comics. I have a big stack of ones to read, but I've been working my way through them much slower. Not quite a, a binge read as yeah, you've been it was... as you've been doing. Yes, yeah, so some of the stuff you read, I might not have even have read yet. Might be sitting in my stack of things to read. Other things might be uh, completely books I don't read at all. But so uh, we'll, well be, probably a lot of yeah. We'll be yeah. spoiling some of these books. So. Uh, mostly Marvel stuff, I think. Some independent stuff as well. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the DC. Yeah, you, you actually things, read so. DC as opposed yeah. to me. Really, I just stick with Lantern and hope that it gets better. But <laughs> and any progress? No, none at all, actually. <laughs> well, what's a book that you have been enjoying? All right, I was so far behind. I had actually still had Infinity Number Six to read. Oh, so you hadn't read? And are you reading Avengers and New Avengers? As yes. Well? Okay. So I got caught up on. Let's go through the list of what I got caught up on here. Uh, Finish Infinity. Caught up on Avengers, New Avengers, Spidey, except for this past week's issue. Um, Superior Spider-Man. Yes. Just, just to be clear. Uh, well, the, I don't believe there are any other active Spider titles at this current moment, right? Well, there's Ultimate and uh, there's a couple others. But, I mean, just... Well, Ultimate's somebody, not active right now. But, somebody could be listening to this in six months, so... Oh, that's true. Um, and this won't even come out this week, so yeah. who knows when it does come out, what books will be active. But I do have to get caught up on Ultimates because I want to figure out is that is that the end of the Ultimate Universe? Do no. you know that yet? No, okay. We, we do know that it's not the end. Okay. We do know. <laughs> Just to be clear what my not or my no meant. Okay. Uh, uh, Ultimate Universe after Cataclysm ends, which it may have just ended. It just ended. Um, will be two books. Okay. It'll be Ultimate FF and okay. it will be... Mo- uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four or Ultimate FF? Ultimate FF, specifically okay. FF, which will be led by Miles Morales. Okay. And will also be Kitty Pride and a couple other characters. I forget exactly That seemed to be it. the team, uh, probably Cloak and Dagger. Cause they, probably. They were I don't really follow the thing. Ultimate stuff. Yeah. And then the other book will be Miles Morales, the Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, so they're stripping it down strictly to Spider-Man. Spider-Man and FF, yeah. Okay. I, I think there may be a third title as well, but that won't come out at the same time. I forget what it's called, though. Maybe I could be wrong. Like I said, I don't really follow Ultimate stuff that much um, just because I am a completist and I can barely afford the Marvel titles yeah. of the 616 that I buy. Uh, to be fair, I did follow the Ultimate Spider-Man, so that's my only investment. I think most people's only investment in the Ultimate For the universe. most part, I know people really liked the Ultimate X-Men for a while and then that started to get that got weird. really weird, um, which is actually right around, right around where I started reading it because Ultimate Cable and Deadpool were brought in for mm. like an issue and then I kept picking it up till the end anyway for some strange reason. Ultimates Volume 1 and 2 were really well regarded. I, I didn't read those, but that was probably a while back though. Uh, 2000-ish, it was right around towards the beginning of the Ultimates universe, like maybe two or three years later. Uh, I could be misremembering that, but that at least is my memory. It is. Uh, I can definitely tell you it is during 
the George W. Bush presidency because he appears in it as the president and it's very much – and it hasn't aged very well. Let's put it that mm. way because it's very focused on the politics of that time and it feels very dated. Also, like there's a lot of celebrity appearances like Freddie Prince Jr. and such. I hate when they do those. Where you're like – well, I mean at the time it was like, oh, hey, it's a person who's semi-relevant for now but in 2014 – I can't think of very f- many people less relevant than Freddie Prince Jr. So, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, or like, what was the? I guess there was Obama appeared in in comics. I guess a couple times. Well, sitting presidents have appeared in comics is, since comics have been a thing. That happened. You know, there's old issues of GI Joe and stuff like that where it's like Reagan's in it or Nixon's in it, that kind of stuff. I mean, it makes sense for G.I. Joe, but for everything else, it's kind of... Well, G.I. Joe is just one example I'm pulling out off Oh, I understand. But, like, that's one where, in my mind, it makes sense. But, like, this is a world with that's not ours at all. But that's the thing. The Marvel Universe is supposed to be our world, just happens to have superheroes in it. Like, I think... They pride themselves on it being the real world. Real events matter. Real cities matter. It's not Metropolis and Gotham. It is New York. It's L.A. I understand that, but I don't think that's true anymore. Like... It, they pride themselves on being the real world, but I don't see, especially with what Hickman's doing with Avengers, how that can be true much longer. No, 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 no. I mean, it's it's constantly superhero things are happening to the world, but the point is not that uh, superhero things impact our real world. It's that our real things from our real world will impact the superhero world. I, I get that. What I'm saying is real world things I don't think would happen in that same world. I don't think the the world would have the same structure. I think the fact That's that... That's certainly a very valid argument. Yeah. It's not the point. Though. Oh, it, it, it's not. It's just a sidetrack in my mind. It's, but, it's just that, hey, it's the real world, same celebrities, same politicians. Yeah. It's, you know, at least Except more we don't so have than a Dazzler. DC. We don't have a Dazzler. Again, it's the real world <laughs> with those things yes, at more it. So than DC. Right, more so right. than DC. You're right. And again, I know before DC fan gets mad, I know New York exists in... DC or New York City exists in yes. DC. I know, you know, other c- real cities exist. Isn't in DC Gotham universe. supposed it's to just, be Detroit? And no, Gotham is Jersey. Gotham is Jersey City. I heard, I heard. I mean, it's been kind of linked to other places in the past, but like the most official version you can get is that it's somewhere in New Jersey as an NYC suburb. Okay. All right, because what my understanding the whole, the whole that it was either Chicago Detroit thing. or yeah, it was either Chicago. Yeah, it was Chicago during the day versus night, which is Metropolis. That's more just Gotham. because. Dark Knight was shot largely in Chicago. Okay. That's where you get those uh, combinations. Gotcha. But both Metropolis and Gotham are just versions of New York City that they don't call that because comics. Mm. What else have you been right, so, catching yeah. up on? Well, we we actually started mentioning Avengers because that was the first thing I mentioned. Then we got so radically off track that we didn't even get to talk about it. So finish Infinity. Finished Avengers and New Avengers or caught up. Yeah, caught and did up. Did you start Avengers World? I have the three. I have not. That's just supposed to be the fill-in because Hickman's tired, right? It's. I don't even know I'd call it that. It's more just here's other Avengers stories involving the same main team okay. that are co-written by him and Nick Spencer, I believe. And now, now, here's here's my always important question with co-written. Is it... Hickman's like, hey, I had this idea, and then this other dude wrote the entire thing. Or like, I don't think really we really together? know specifically for this. Okay, some things they'll they'll say like, um, 
there's a couple issues of Avengers, the main Avengers that were co-written, mm-hmm. and I think they laid out, hey, this is how it was hap- this is how it was done. Here's how we laid it out. I don't know if they've done that with Avengers World yet. Maybe they haven't. I just haven't read those interviews. Mm. Um, but it feels like the Avengers team, and it's definitely playing off of and playing into things that are going on. Okay. Did you ever read Secret Warriors? No, I did not. Okay, like the main villain of Avengers World so far is Gorgon, who was a major villain in Hickman's Secret Warriors. Okay. Um, Shang-Chi's had a lot to do with I saw it. he was on the front cover of the third one. It's been pretty awesome, Yeah, where actually. did Shang-Chi come from? Because before Hickman took over Avengers, I'd never heard of him before. Um, He's an old-school Marvel character, debuted in the 70s, I believe. Uh, he hasn't had a lot to do recently, but he was in the pre- the first volume of Secret Avengers for a while. Before that... Is he just, like, power-wise, just generic Bruce Lee kung fu master? More or less. I mean, the Iron F- – there's a whole Iron Fist mythos. Oh, that was before that. There was that whole Iron Fist series. That the was, weird thing it was that took place well during regarded. AVX or – No, 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 Like Kunlun, the city? AVX had this weird side thing where they were training Summers to be a No, we're talking Iron before Fist. that. Like, a couple years back, there was a whole – Super well regarded, like twelve issue Iron Fist miniseries. It was like the history of the Iron Fist, which is mm-hmm. a whole lineage that goes back in time. Because Kunlun is that city out of time, yeah. so it has all. The, I haven't read it. It's kung fu stuff isn't really my thing, but it's super well regarded. So, so is, is before it, that he was in various teams. Throughout the is years. he Iron Fist or no? He is an Iron Fist. He's okay. the most well-known in the Marvel Universe, Iron Fist, but there are other Iron Fists. Well, because I was about to say, time. who wears the costume now? Or no one? Danny Rand is the main Iron Fist. Okay. As far as... I mean, he's the... He's the Hal Jordan, if you will. Okay. But, you know, before there was 17 others that were super important. Yeah. I guess. But he he's the... When you think Iron Fist... You think Danny Rand. Because the yeah, with the bandana and the but weird collar you thing. I didn't ask about Iron Fist. You asked about Shang-Chi. Those yeah. are two different characters. Well, that's what I was asking. I thought uh, that was my question. Shang-Chi. Uh... Shang-Chi and Danny Rand are completely different characters. No, what else? But he Danny is... Rand is a white dude. Yeah, I know that. But <laughs> Shang-Chi is an Iron Fist then. No, Shang-Chi is not. Oh, okay. Shang-Chi is Shang-Chi. Okay. I, I'm getting them confused in my own head, which is my own mistake. I yeah, apologize. I was about to say you did. Yeah, you said he was. Okay, so he is no, not no, no. an Iron Fist. Danny Rand, Iron Fist, but, Shang-Chi is just Shang-Chi. Okay. All right. But he and is, I don't mean just Shang-Chi. He's Shang-Chi. He's well, yeah, I understand what you're saying. He's, but, but their stories are interwoven together, though. I'm sure at some point their stories have over, okay. uh, gone back and forth just because, you know, there's a big Kung Fu revival in the 70s and 80s, but not as, like, a normal thing. I mean... Iron Fist is more of a power man, um, heroes for hire type dude, okay. whereas Shang-Chi is more Shang-Chi. Okay, fair enough. There's another. There's an interesting rights issue with him in that his father is technically Fu Manchu. <laughs> and we think of Fu Manchu as Fu Manchu style stereotype yeah. or Fu Manchu the mustache. But there's an, a specific character named Fu Manchu. And Marvel doesn't really own him. So these days, whenever he's mentioned, they have to use his Chinese name or simply refer to him as Shang-Chi's father. So okay. it gets kind of interesting. But he had a whole big role to play in, I believe, the previous version of Secret Avengers, which Shang-Chi was in. Okay. Shang-Chi was in that. Before that, I'm not really sure. Uh, Danny ran Iron Fist before he was where he is right now. He was in uh, Defenders, the previous version of the Defenders, which might have been called Secret Defenders. I don't remember off the top of my head. The one that was terrible. I don't know. By Matt that. Fraction. I wanted it to be good, and it wasn't. Uh, yeah, what it, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time with Fraction. Like Fraction has always, for me, been hit or miss. Some things he has written, I have loved. The Order, um, his FF, whereas other things like his Defenders or his Fantastic Four, F4, have been just awful. 
Well, here's here's my thing with his Fantastic Four because he did the the series that just ended, right? He did FF and F four. He did both. Okay. Of them. My problem with with F four, I really wanted to like it because it was it was an idea, or at least it had a feel that I appreciated, where it was like the Rusty Venture Science Hour, like it was them going to different places, having different out of time science it was very adventures. Much Doctor Who style. It, it wasn't. It had the the subtle well, not well. I think that was the problem with it. The background theme going about them losing their power slowly and everything, which was a good background, but I think the problem was they made it too forward, and the individual issues, the story just wasn't that interesting. I agree. And when it came around to it, the eventual explanation of what was going on wasn't that interesting either. I kind of liked it, but I didn't like it as a part of the overall story. What was it? Because I dropped the book. There was an alternate FF... There was an an alternate F4 team that was fighting Doom, the Annihilating Conqueror, in their timeline, and so they took their powers and sent them to another timeline to keep them safe. Their powers got absorbed by RF4, and that overloaded them, basically. Oh. So, yeah, it got weird and complicated. That said, the actual ending, I loved. Okay. And I loved the way... I loved everything about... Oh, yeah, how did, how, did, how did FF end? Because I loved portions of his FF. There were some of it, I think we've talked about before, where I was like... This seems out of place. Like the the random two page spread were out of nowhere. The what's his name? The wizard, the warlock, whatever the mastermind, whatever the villain's name was. Those are like three different. Real I know. Fantastic I know. Villains. Uh, I don't know which one you're talking. The about. one with the purple helmet that took Bentley. Bentley's father. Oh, Bentley, that's the wizard. The wizard. Where the wizard's like Bentley. Wizard. You will bow before my you know traditional family structure. And then Ant Man was all like, "You can't tell us how to have a family." And I'm like. Well, that's what the whole book was about, family, though. Oh, the whole book was about family, but that two-page spread was just like, or one-page spread was just, out of nowhere, we're now talking about arguing about family structure, when it was really, you just brainwashed her and took him. Yeah, but the wizard's always kind of like that. He's like a pseudo-scientific, thinks he's a prophet madman, so I totally buy that as something he would do. Like, he, if, he fluctuates if, if it, between science is everything and also, I think God is speaking to me. If if it had been that from the beginning, That's that would be one thing. Oh, I understand that, but it didn't he, start... He's literally the, insane. It, I, well, now he's, like, with a tumor in his brain, yeah. He's literally mental I, issues. Again, I get that, but if from the beginning of the issue he'd been like, you know, I will have, you know, this organized family structure that is far superior to what they're doing at the FF, like... I get that, but it was just, I want my son, and then it turned into, we're going to argue about the way family should be raised. But anyway, so, how did that ended? It as, ended on the moon with a cookout. With the, okay. With the Watcher, the Watcher's girl, pr- pregnant girlfriend, wife, whatever, it's space. Whoa, wait, what? The yeah. Watcher has a pregnant yep. lady? Yep. Okay. And I think it ends with her going into labor. Okay. Sure. Why you don't not? See that it's just like, oh, I think it's time. If okay. I remember correctly, that's how it ends. But yeah, everything about his FF for me was just delightful. Oh, the, and everything... the, the the when they tried to sabotage She Hulk's date night, oh, like that was, that was so wonderful. Fun. Like there were definitely a lot of highlights. And whoever did the art, I really liked Mike Allred. His, his style. It, it's by the end of it because Fraction was gone by the end. It was overall plots by him, script by. Oh, See, it was the whole Allred family. It was Mike Allred on art, Laura Allred on colors, and then Mike Allred's brother, whose name I'm going to forget right now, doing the actual scripting. Uh, And it was so fun. Like, I liked Fraction's work when he was writing it, but I really liked 
Allred's brother, whose name I can't remember, unfortunately. Hey, you remembered the artist name. That's more than ever. Oh, Allred's Allred's are great. Allred's are one of those acquired tastes where when I first saw them in comics very early on, I was like, what is this? This is this is ugly and cartoony, mm. and now I just love it. And I think that – Like I'm totally going to pick up the yeah. Dan Slott Silver Surfer book that he's putting out that's basically Silver Surfer as Doctor Who okay, and drawn by Mike Allred. I will totally buy that book. I and read I, the preview in all-new Marvel Now point one, and it was so fun. I think it has to be a particular um, – style comic too like ff was exactly that a little bit more cartoony a little bit yeah, more... it wouldn't work for a super dark batman book well, not instance, even but even anything but... that would be more action packed you know i disagree he he can actually convey action in a pretty cool way okay maybe not giant space battle i don't know i've never seen well it yeah, that's my actually my one hang up with infinity was that there was too much stoicism and too much like we're all going to stand facing slightly different directions and not move right now. <laughs> like the art was gorgeous though. Oh, Every artist was... they had on Avengers, New Avengers, and Infinity was just top notch stuff. Oh, it was, but you know how we always look back at previous generations comics? Yeah, we're gonna look back and be like, Wow, they were really trying to be stoic, weren't they? That did not we keep jumping all over the place. Let's jump back to Infinity. Okay. I, yeah. I know we covered it a lot already on this on this Let's show. But, yeah, the way it ended. Now, when you say ended, do you mean Infinity 6 or do you mean New Avengers 12, which was like the epilogue, we're going to take Star Wars A New Hope and turn it into Empire Strikes Back in one issue, which I personally loved. I'm trying to remember, I just read New Avengers 12. Which... Basically, it's the issue where Black Swan goes, oh, you think you just saved oh, the Oh, what about the this, what about the that? defeating yeah. the builders? Oh, good for you. You just killed a fly. The actual enemies, the bad guys, the real problems, you haven't even seen anything close to them. Yeah. Have fun and then celebrate because you were screwed and your planet is yeah. dead. <laughs> which led into the next two issues, but yeah, we'll get to those. I'm going to say Infinity 6, and maybe it's just because, you know, I had no idea what Thane was going to do or what Thane was going to be like. Living death. Yeah, it's not the direction I thought it would take and not the direction I thought they'd go with Thane. But I wonder if Thane's going to have... I'm assuming he's going to have a role. No, no, they're just never going to touch on him again. I See, like, they <laughs> could Hick- do that. It's Hickman. It's, but see, that's exactly that. If it was anyone else, I would say, yeah, they just pulled a Jenny and we're never going to see him ever again. <laughs> that's a Doctor Who reference for me. He doesn't know that one. Um, We've been covering the Hickman Fantastic Four and FF on LOD, and my kind of catchphrase for uh, what we've recorded so far has been, that thing that just happened there, yeah, it's going to be important. Yeah, exactly. That that little thing over there, guess what? Going to be important, because (laughs) every minor detail in this book is not there just as a, uh, yeah, just put that in the background. It's there because, oh yeah, put it in the background, because in ten issues, that thing's going to save the day, Mm -hmm. or is going to destroy the day, or is going to be a hilarious joke, or some great character moment, or something. So, like you're saying, because yeah. it's Hickman. Anybody else? Who knows? Hickman, it's going to be important. Also, I feel like I missed something. What happened to Ex Nihilo? I know all the next Ex Nihilos went back Ex to Ex Nihilo. is, I believe, how the, the official term, which I kind of like. It's I, 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 yeah. I'm just never going to remember that. But anyway, I know they all went and decided to do their purpose again and started planting trees and being hippies. Basically, but, they went to all those worlds that the builders destroyed and started breathing new life into them. I understand that, but they, were, but they kept talking about Rx Nihilo and something happened and I feel like – I think Rx Nihilo might have sacrificed himself – to reawaken uh, Captain Universe from her coma. 
I'm not entirely okay. sure because they haven't touched on it since then. Yeah, it it just he just kind of vanished, and I didn't fully understand that. So I'm not sure. I feel like it'll come back once yeah. the X Nihili come back from wherever they are, doing all their awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I've, I think it'll be important at some point. Hey, you're reading Avengers. Have you read? The stuff with the alternate 1960s era, yeah, evil, not quite evil, but just authoritarian. Yeah, exactly. Like we're in team. charge. Yeah, and the new, uh, not what is that team called? The new, the new villains that AIM kind of created. The adapt, the adaptoids, adaptoids. the new, uh, which I've never liked the adaptoids, but these ones are cool. I didn't know what they were before. They're an old school. They were big in the first. Um, not edition, first volume of Secret Avengers. I didn't really like them. They were all kind of like hodgepodge Like they were at the start of this one. Yeah, yeah, kind of how they started, but by the end, they looked kind of like X Nihilo. Kind of like the X Nihili from the uh the other universe that the that the new the Avengers went ones, to, the red yeah. ones with the with the targets on their chests. Hmm. They kind of remind me of that. I could see that. And I could see them flying off into space and being something also that comes back later on. Well, Speaking of New Avengers, I've read this theory on Reddit, and I thought it was really cool, and it was that if you look at the way they're designed, they actually look a lot like the Black Priests. I was one... Well, okay, Black Priests, all right. And so the thought is, what if all of these major villains we've been warned about, uh, Alam... Well, he, or whatever well he's is. the god. He's well, the god that's causing all this. him, the Black, Black Priest, the, the Ebony Kings, the, the Ivory... Kings. Yeah. What if they are all a version of the, the Illuminati? And, and specifically, what if the Black King is Doctor Strange? What if the Mapmakers are led by Tony Stark? What if, like, every one of them hmm. is some universe's final solution for surviving the incursions? led by a member of the Illuminati or their Illuminati in total. Hmm. Okay. I think that would be a very interesting theory. I don't know how that would play out, though. See, my my initial idea with the Adaptoids would be, you know, if they can adapt so rapidly, that would be the response to the like the the Black Priest just saying a word and then everyone turning into skeletons. Or the map makers pressing a button and everyone turning into skeletons. <laughs> like I'm noticing a trend there where everyone just kind of turns into skeletons and that's how they kill people. But it is effective. It, 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 it works very well, except for against doom. I don't understand why it didn't kill doom and why they had to just dismember him. It was probably a doom bot. Why? Because throughout doom's history, 90% of the time it's not actually doom. It's a doom bot in his stead. So yeah, it would well, make sense if you yeah, couldn't just turn into a skeleton. Yeah, but that world blew up, so it doesn't matter anyway. No, no, true. But I'm just saying yeah. it would make sense. If that was it, if, yeah. if, if that's what it was. They also picked my two favorite numbers, which was weird for that world. 2319. I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, to kind of build off that theory, the the way that they've been pointing to is ours have a lot of bombs. And I don't know how that would work with... Our Illuminati. Our Illuminati. They've just kind of created a bunch of bombs, except for, what's his name? Sorcerer Supreme. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, who's finally being relevant, finally. Who's being awesome. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll sell my soul to save the world, sure. Yeah. Seems like a good trade. I, I like how the, the the little person, the priest or whatever, was like, you're the third most disappointing Sorcerer Supreme I've met. How many have you met? Three, including you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I think that could be really interesting. I wonder if they would actually kill Strange off. 
He's just come back to being the Sorcerer Supreme after such a long absence. I kind of doubt it, especially because it's looking more and more certain that Doctor Strange will be part of Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Unless they were really? to kill him off and then bring him back right before. But it just seems unlikely to me. Hmm. All right, yeah, I, all right. If especially if he's going to be part of the movies, then he's safe from death. Unfortunately, well, not necessarily. I mean, Peter Parker. Uh, a lot of characters tend to die a year or so before the movie's going to come out, and then come right back, like Captain America. Did he die right before? Yeah, that was the whole. He died in Civil War, and he came back, and then he wasn't Cap until I don't know, probably six months to a year before the movie came out. Bucky was still Cap. Okay, all right. I, I thought you were saying Civil War was like right before the Captain America movie. I was like, no, no, no that's when he died. That's yes, yes, yes. I knew or that right after. I thought you were saying he died right before the movie. I was like, no, no. He actually Fear itself was right before the movie. I thought so. Yeah, but anyway, that makes more sense. Yeah. And that's when Bucky went back to not being Cap, and Cap, and Steve became Cap again full yeah. time. So I could see like the the map makers being a really dark Stark, and the Black Priest being a really dark. I don't know. I don't think they would. The the initial impression would be would be to say that they're um, strange, but honestly, I feel like they'd be more. Um, I'm just picking names. That oh I no, I, I'm absolutely. Not, I'm not looking at the issue to say, oh, they remind me of this. Although the Black Priest did look a lot like Doctor Strange style cloaks and things like that. They did. They did very much so. Um, but they said they're neither magic nor science. They're the building blocks of all things, which made me think more of Reed Richards. Maybe it's Reed working with Doctor Strange That's in the Sultan universe or yeah. something. You know. Or, you know, Hitler Reed again with No, he's dead. Uh that's true, they all died. And it wasn't Hillary, it was Doom Reed. It was yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say, taking Doom's brain out. I kind of feel like it won't be any of them. I kind of feel like Reed won't be involved with any of them, only because they've already dealt with so many alternate Reeds. That, in the, in the but Hickman, Hickman likes going board. back to things. So Yes, but so many of them died, and all of them pretty much died, and those were all the ones who had built bridges. That's true. And those seem to be the more important Reeds, although maybe we'll find out it's really the ones who never built a bridge that were the most important and are the most interesting. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe this whole... God that Black Swan worships is actually uh, the Reed who got the gauntlet. So, or Franklin Richards, or I don't know, or Nathaniel Richards, or something. Uh, maybe a really dark Franklin. Could be. Yeah. Are there multiple Franklins? Theoretically, although not as many as other characters, just because so many Reeds gave up on their families. That's true. That's very true. But uh, I did like in the uh, what was it Avengers twenty three or twenty four with. Uh, Rody. Oh, that was 24. Yes, the whole future and yeah. the whole cookout and everything, which is great. How Thor doesn't understand lobsters or hot dogs. Well, no, <laughs> he's he, he lost to a lobster, lobster. Yep. and does not understand hot dogs. <laughs> I kind of understand. I get, his, I his get, confusion. yeah, I get his confusion on that one. But just the beginning of it, where Fra uh, Franklin comes in and he's like, You do understand the rules, right? And she's like, There are no rules. Godspeed. I was like, Yeah, I like that. There are no rules. <laughs> To time so, travel, specifically, to time just, travel. just to be clear what we're talking which, about. Which goes back to, if I can uh, switch a little bit, before, and then we'll probably end up going back to Avengers. But one thing I, I'm about to finish, and I a lot better than I thought it would be, it's actually Battle of the Atom, Battle for the Atom. Battle of the Atom. A lot better than I initially thought it would be. Now, you haven't finished it. Yes. I know a lot of people were disappointed by the ending. Really? A lot of people loved it up until the ending. Well, let me say I can assume what happens because in Guardians right now, there's the trial of Jean Grey. Yes. So, so. I'm assuming what ends up happening. 
But that kind of bothers me because then there's a whole world and timeline that they just created where Jean Grey and the X-Men don't exist. So what that does to all of humanity ever, I don't really understand. But it's there are no rules and that timeline continues and this just becomes an offshoot time. Who knows? Yeah. It's, Bendis has already shown in Age of Ultron that he doesn't really understand time travel or how it should work <laughs> or how they're telling interesting stories yeah. with it. Is, is, is 616 Pym dead? I don't understand. No? Why would he be dead? Well, because they murdered him but didn't at the same time. In Age of Ultron? Yes. Nothing in Age of Ultron counts. Basically, everything in Age of Ultron is completely ignored by the end, and all that matters is something that happened like four years ago in Avengers. Okay. So... Age of Ultron was a complete waste of time and money, but basically Pym's still alive. He's on. Okay. He's leading Avengers AI. Okay, well, just because what happens in in Avengers, was it 25 and 26, where there's dead Pym, why don't they just be like, hey, Pym, what's up? And he'll be like, hey, oh, look, you're not dead. Okay, bye. Like, why didn't they just do that? Because that would make I have no idea sense. what he's doing in Avengers AI right, okay. right now. Maybe he's in an alternate universe for all I know. Uh, but. That's probably it. An alternate universe that's going to die. But yeah, Battle of the Atom. At least right now, it's really good. I'm about seven issues in. I got three more to read, but I, I think they're doing a pretty good job. And it's reminding me why I should read more X Men. <laughs> and I didn't read that, but I have been reading Guardians, and I've read both of the Trial of Jean Grey issues, just the Guardian side. I've really enjoyed them, actually. The first one was a little setting up, but oh, sure. Yeah, I, I don't really like the character characterization of Kalark of Gladiator. It feels off to me. It really did. The only thing I can under, I can figure is maybe this whole thing is a ruse, and he's holding this trial simply to find her not guilty so that they can put the whole thing behind them. That's the only thing that would make any sense for me in I terms of his character. Yeah, especially given everything that happened. Well, my, my issue with all this is where is the Phoenix right now? Because they never properly explained after AVX what happened to the Phoenix. Mm, just banished out in the space or whatever. Who knows? Oh, okay. They do that every 20 years or so, and then it comes back. But shouldn't it, but then also, isn't there another phoenix in her? So aren't there two phoenixes no, now? No, the phoenix is a specific entity. Yes, which she had in her when they ripped her out of time. Did she? Well, she was born with it. Was she? I thought that was the the uh, the, the thing. I think that's only a thing in the X Men movies. No, even well beyond. I thought it was beyond the movies, but I thought that was just she was born that way. It maybe it's one of those things that the phoenix gets retconned so often, and you know. She was dead, then she wasn't dead, then she was a clone, then she wasn't a clone, then it's, it's yeah. very confusing. I don't understand why they can't just leave her dead. Like, they were leaving her dead for a long time. Well, they've left her dead. This is just a different gene. This is, yeah, a different one. That's all super convoluted, but we can... Bendis has been bringing a lot of characters back yet. You know, beyond Thanos and Peter Quill... Uh, all of the all of the original X-Men, granted, only she's dead. Uh, yeah. Corsair's back now. Yeah. And yeah. Corsair was very dead. Some people are very upset about that, too, for some reason. Like, Why? They're, they're upset that he's been brought back with no explanation. Okay. That's, as far that's as I'm concerned, it's comics. They'll give an explanation. Either you'll like it or you won't. But, you know, it's whatever. Or, uh, Is the story fun? Yeah. So. Or Amazing X-Men right now, bringing Nightcrawler back. Which, I mean, I think that was more just a public outcry if we want more Nightcrawler than anything. Could but be, I guess. We want, yeah. A non-angsty person in the X-Men would be swell. And, and can I say, as little as I care about the X-Men, I do love that young Scott and X-23 have a thing that it makes me so happy. I didn't get that far, so I don't know what that is. Basically, I don't know if you could say they're officially dating, but they have feelings for each other. Oh, really? Which is fantastic because of the Wolverine-Cyclops relationship. 
that they hate each other wow. so much that a female version of Wolverine, yeah, Wolverine's fall clone, falls in love. Makes so much. So sense. I'm guessing Gene and Scott break up. Then I don't really know. I haven't been reading that. All I know is X twenty, especially in the second issue of the Guardians one. They got something going on. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, all right, so I can't really think more about X-Men because it, it's going to spoil it for me. So what other comics have you been reading? Guardians, which is we touched on, but it's kind of disappointing me a little bit. It's disisappointing only in that it's not – it doesn't hold a candle to the Denton Abnett and Andy Lanning run. No. It's still fun. I enjoy it. It's just I, I wish it was as good but as the we, last one. We were talking about this before. It's too. It's so much tie-in. It's, that oh, is look, annoying as well. It's Tony Stark. You know who Tony Stark is, so this should be relevant to you. Like uh, That didn't bother me so much. That was fine. It was more the Infinity stuff where it was like, I, well, I see why they're involved, but I'd rather continue on with their story. Yeah. And now, I mean, Battle of the Atom, or not Battle of the Atom, uh, Trial of Jean Grey, it's fun, and it at least it's making sense for them to be involved in it, and so was Infinity. But I also just want to have an, have at least one adventure with just yes. the Guardians yes. of the Galaxy. And then maybe go on to do something else. But at least give me one full, like, six or twelve issue arc yes. about them, specifically. Well, I, the one thing I will say is I really like how they ended the Stark thing. And let's let's be fair. I, I did as well. Uh, with them just hanging up on him. Let's be fair. The Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning run was full of crossovers as well. But that that's different, though, because that was an event at the same time. It was, but so were all these. Infinity and, and you know, Trial Tri- But see, trial, trial isn't really... I wouldn't say that's an event as much yeah, it's, as... It's a crossover, it's but a it's crossover. happening in space. Yeah. It's happening in their jurisdiction, if you will. It yeah. at least make, it makes sense. It makes sense that they'd be involved in Infinity. Again, it's just more. I want more of just the team. Well, exactly. Than but I want but them even but even so, like the one issue that was just the team was Angela and Gamora have a girls' day out, which I enjoyed quite a bit. I'd say it wasn't bad, and if it had been exactly what you're talking about of just the team, and this was you know the issue of the two of them together. One, I still don't. We talked about this beforehand, but I still don't understand why Angela is there at all. Complicated um, legal issue. You should look it up yourself and read about it. It's interesting, and it's way too complicated for me to summarize here. And from what you surmised, I, it just sounds dumb. But so now, now we have this character that I don't really understand why she's there. But point being. You know, if that were, if it was just all the Avenger or all, all the Guardians and they're having wacky adventures and then they want to develop these two characters together in an issue, that's fine. But the one issue out of, you know, what is it, 12 now, when it's supposed to be just them doing whatever is just them. I want Groot's, you know, I want to hear Groot say his thing more. I want to hear Drax and I want him to do something because Drax has had no role Pretty in, this, much. in this whatsoever. Rocket has just kind of been a tech guy. You know, who spouts, spouts really dumb catchphrases. Blam, I murdered you. Uh, yeah. I kind of, I don't mind that one. I don't mind that one as much. But I don't mind it now that they've at least lampshaded it and said, you know, that's really dumb, right? Because well, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. At least now that they've lampshaded it, I'm, f- I'm better with it, but it was still annoying. I don't mind it at all, but Quill, I mean, he's pretty much the same character, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, Peter, Peter Quill's Peter Quill. Yeah, so... Overall, I'm just I'm gonna keep reading them. I'm just not digging it. While we're talking Guardians of the Galaxy, though, let's take a sidetrack from comics specifically and talk about movies because a few weeks ago, yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer was released and it's amazing. How many tens of times have you watched it? Uh, probably ten or fifteen. Yeah, and I've listened to uh, Hooked on a Feeling mm-hmm. probably thirty or forty. Yeah, Uga Chaka Uga. The more I think about it, the more that song is perfect. Like it's it's got this like. 
vicious feel to it and then it turns into this love song and it yeah i i feel like it, it, the the blue sweet version yeah. yes definitely uh, it has has a little bit more bite which is weird to say for an 80s synth pop song but <laughs> <laughs> that's beside the point uh, certainly more bite than the bj thomas original yeah which is also a very good song don't get me wrong but Everything is there. The characterization feels spot mm-hmm. on. Even down to like Gamora's little smirk when she's yeah. being mm-hmm. uh, processed at the uh, at the jail. Now, did you pause it and read the little descriptions for each one? I didn't have to because there was fifty posts in a row on Reddit. Okay, all the screenshots in between the fifty posts in a row of I've never read Guardians before. What issues should I check out? Because people don't understand how to use search on the internet. Yeah, and see that oh, someone asked that question four minutes ago. Why don't you just read the answers yeah. that they got? Just read issue one. I think that would. Well, best. but no, because you shouldn't read issue one. You, you want to read issue one of volume two, not of volume one, not of volume Oh, I see. I would tell them volume. Well, okay, you're saying two. I, I forgot about Volume it. two is the admin. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. Because it, I do understand. It's confusing. The Guardian's history and publishing history in particular are very confusing to someone who knows nothing about them, which is yeah. the vast majority of even comics fans. So it is a little bit confusing to be told, okay, so you want to read Annihilation, then Annihilation Conquest. Which I, I'm then, planning on going back then and, volume two of guardians of the galaxy but what happened in between like annihilation annihilation conquest when cosmic art just got good the first couple issues of annihilation it's like all right this is very old feeling and then you get to conquest and you're like all right art's back on track i think it was st- the first one sold so well that they were able to put some more money and better artists on it i okay. think it's really what it was because um, people had, there hadn't really been much marvel cosmic in the in the few years preceding that and people were really digging this return this dark interesting, politically... I don't want to say politically motivated in a bad way, but it was just, like, very focused on, like, these races that hate each other. Yeah, no, uh, something political can be good. Similar to Infinity. Exactly. You know, where it's, hey, we need to ask the worst aliens in our universe to help us fight the worst aliens from outside our universe. Let's let's allow Annihilus to come back in, and yeah, exactly. This can't possibly go badly. No, and let's... Totally give him his own world. That's fine. No one cares. <laughs> and the scrolls have a world now. The Badoon are back in force. Well, yeah, the Badoon. Yeah, the Badoon are Thanos' thing, and everyone knows, obviously, that the Badoon are what kill us in the end of all things. <laughs> um, Which I was listening to a podcast with uh, James Gunn being interviewed the other day, and he was talking a little bit about um, you know Marvel rights, what they own for the movies, mm-hmm. what they don't. They don't own the Badoon. So they can't really? use that in the movies, which is why it's the Sakarans who are being used as the main kind of enemy foot soldiers in this movie. They only partially own the Skrulls, which that was interesting. How do you know. partially own the Skrulls? Uh, so it, I think it's probably something similar to Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver. Because they're originally Fantastic Four villains? Because they're original. Well, yeah, so they were very heavily introduced in the Fantastic Four, but they've also had big places outside. So maybe they can't use the Super Scroll. Like he's probably owned by Fox, or the license okay. is probably held by Fox. And probably, uh, what was Lila? Who was the female Scroll who was on the FF for a while? I forget her name for sure. You probably can't use those in particular, but you can probably use the Scrolls as a more generic thing, okay. probably. Which I think would be, I don't know if, uh, if they said who the villain is for the new Fantastic Four movie. But if it was the Scrolls, or at least that would be the second or third movie, I think that would make a really good movie. Could be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I could I could buy that, especially because it looks like it's going to be set in the '60s because they're trying to tie it into the whole X Men universe and First Class and everything. Mm. And so having Scrolls at the same time as the Red Scare would make a lot of sense. Do like a, because a that's spy when side of things, yeah. You know, 
Hmm. That would actually that would work really well. Actually, I want a Scroll Kill Crew movie. That would be a lot of fun. A what? The Scroll Kill Crew? You never read any books N- with them? No. Oh, a lot of fun. During Secret Invasion, there was a Skull Kill Crew mini, which was just a lot of fun. Okay. Think Guardians of the Galaxy if they were a biker gang that really hated scrolls. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's well, that's a really poor way to explain it, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see that, that working. I think they were they were reintroduced after a many-year absence in the Marvel Universe in, like, Avengers The Initiative, and that's why I picked it up, because Avengers Initiative was so awesome, and they introduced, reintroduced a lot of really cool characters, like Johnny Guitar, and, and characters Johnny that I like to bring up from time to time. Uh, so, getting back to the Guardians trailer real quick, because um, we just keep getting How adorable is Groot? When he does yeah. his little head tilt to the side... So Vin Diesel in- is a marvelous <laughs> living tree. Well, let me just say that. I thought that was good. I wish they would have... At least had, like, Rocket Talk or... They're saving that for the second trailer, although we okay. have heard it now in a little behind-the-scenes thing. Is he British? No. Dang it. He's only ever been British for, like, the last three years for no apparent reason. But I like him British. Yeah, I, I understand that people do. I never, ever in my head heard him as British, so hearing him as not British Well, to here, be fair, I read him, I heard him before I read him. Okay, so, so you have that in your head. Exactly. No, he sounds he sounds closer to what I always had in my head, actually, than I would have expected them to go for. Not quite as nasally as I would have heard him in my head, but still that kind of just gruff. Not not even gruff, but he sounds like he sounds like a talking raccoon. I don't know okay. how to explain All right, it. So they, they hit that perfectly. It's for, I mean, we heard one line in the behind-the-scenes thing, Okay. and it sounded right to me. Fair enough. I don't know. And... What did you think? Because uh, the trailer really focuses on Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. Yes. Peter Quill, what did you think of him? Well, first off, I I think I texted you when it first came out that I love that they played up the Who thing. Because that's exactly what it, everyone is on everyone's mind. Who exactly is this supposed to be? Like, I don't know if you saw the Reddit post about, like, this is probably your reaction to this trailer. Who? And then just given the breakdown of who everyone is. Um, it was but, a very smart trailer. Exactly. It was self-aware, which I liked. Um, and I think that's one of the nice things about their choice is that he's a face that people are already recognize. Somewhat. He's a rising star. Yeah. Uh, you know, people are going to say, oh, yeah, it's the Parks and Rec guy. Or and, the guy from Zero Dark Thirty or Moneyball. Or, oh, was he in Moneyball? Yeah, he was one of the okay. baseball players. Uh, or what was the other thing he was in recently that was kind of big for him? I forget. Although I did like a lot of the uh, the Reddit's. Uh, pictures of Burt Macklin, FBI. <laughs> Ooh, you know, Burt. You know, that would have been fantastic. Um, <laughs> the Badoon have stolen the president's diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta look that up because that'd be fantastic. Um, no, so so pretty much people are going to have a typecast in their head of kind of goofy. Sure, and I think that I think that's a perfect choice because people are going to recognize him. It type people are going to typecast him as that, which is exactly what they're going for in the role. More of the goofy than... But still subverting the expectations a little bit by still making him kind of a, a mixture of that goofy character and also a bit Han Solo. That's exactly... I think they they really went for the goofy Han Solo in that, and I think they, they hit it well. I don't know, are they... Do you know if they're planning on touching, like, who his father is in this at all? Okay. <laughs> we have not talked about this, so... They have not... But into my head the other day popped, and I put this on Reddit, you can double check it, it's out there, of wouldn't it be awesome if, now we do know that they're going to touch on his origin. Yeah. 
because it's even played up on the trailer, the whole the head the headphones and the Walkman and you know, he's the clearly from show. Earth, yeah, yeah. They're they're using like the modern origin of him being you know half human, half Spartoy, and all that kind of stuff. And I was looking at is that what it is, Spartoy? Is yeah, that, okay, because that, that it's the Spartax Empire, right? But the people are, are referred Spartoy. To as Spartoy. Okay. And I was looking at the art of how they're drawing Jason, his father. And I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at that, and I thought, you know who they should have cameo as his father? If if you're thinking what I'm thinking, I don't know how that would work. Nick Offerman. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. As his dad. Because Nick Offerman with a full beard, and he's been in a couple of roles with a full beard, looks just like how they're drawing Jason right now. Okay. And they brought the whole Parks and Rec cast over to England while they were filming Guardians of the Galaxy so they could they film some Guardians stuff. They could just have him cameo. All you need is a cameo. And set that up, and then for if they ever want to touch on that again, have him there as his dad. How perfect and awesome would that be? Not just as fan service, but that would be legitimately good casting. It would. It, all right, so I, I guess I should say in my head, I have Nick Offerman so so typecasted as Swanson that I have a hard time seeing him as anything else. But yeah, if he can do Metal Beard, I, he can he can do Jason. That would that would work. I just picture him a little bit more as that uh, as the police captain he played in uh, Jump uh, Twenty One Jump Street, or you know, okay. something like that. Yeah. A little bit more gruff and and you know that kind of thing. I just keep imagining him doing the face scrudge that he does as as Rod Swatson. <laughs> He's got a much wider range than than you want to give him credit. For. No, and it's. It's not that I don't want to give him credit for it. Like I, then, then you've seen. Obviously. Then I've seen. I think is really what it's going for. Um, but that would that would make so much sense why they took like everyone over to film in England as opposed to just taking a couple people. And it's also cool to see that they even brought someone over from Guardians to be in uh, Parks and Rec. Peter Serafinowicz. Who? What? Uh, he was in Spaced. He's the voice of Darth Maul. Oh yes, 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 yes. You know he's in the trailer. He only has. Like, oh, one line, he's the rich son. I but didn't he was put the, that the together. Rich Duke or whatever yeah. in, in Parks and Rec. I called the blue one. Oh, he he called it like. <laughs> What a dumb name. I knew that couldn't be real. It is rather excessive. Yes. Yeah, Peter, you don't know Peter Serafinowicz? I, I, no. How do you forget a last name like Serafinowicz? Because you know I don't know names. Like, that is not a thing that I know. But, oh, man. That was such a great role in Shaun of the Dead. Who was he in Shaun of the Dead? He was their other roommate. Oh, that's right. Well, I've not seen Shaun of the Dead. His name might have been Pete. I forget off the top of my head. I think it was Pete, actually. That, That makes a lot of sense. And he was in so, Spaced and a bunch of other stuff they'd done. I didn't see Spaced, so... Oh, I'll have to let you borrow my DVDs. Or actually, it might be on Netflix. I don't know. But if you love Shaun of the Dead and stuff... I loved Hot Fuzz. I didn't love Shaun love of the Dead. If you love Hot Fuzz... If you okay. love any of the stuff ever Edgar Wright has done, you need to see Spaced. Because you'd be like, oh, that's where they started that. That's where he got that from. That's okay. where that thing's referencing. So Spaced isn't part of the trilogy, then? No, it's a TV show. Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah, it was, gotcha, it was gotcha, a TV gotcha. show that ran for two six-episode series, I believe. Oh, okay. Was it longer, or was it still 30-minute episodes? I think it was half-hour episodes. It's been a while since I've rewatched it, so I can't say for sure. Okay. What other comics have, been, have you been reading? Oh, comics. Since we've been um, getting fun. Other so we talked about Avengers. Oh, and I can say for new Avengers, I, got, I had to double-check that I wasn't rereading 12. Or I, that 13, I think it was. Whatever the two were that it was the same thing. 13 and 14 are like a two-part. Where, yeah, where I had to stop with 13... Be like, did I read this? And then go back to 12 and say, oh, no, I didn't read this yet. Okay. <laughs> um, but I really like that they did that. Um, and I really like the, the, the priest and the, 
the map makers. I think that was a really and seeing the alternate Illuminatis. Yeah, with like Captain Britain and Betsy Braddock as Betsy, Captain Britain. Betsy like, Braddock. I was like, like that's really cool. I don't know if we've ever seen her as that. And granted, I don't really know a lot of her history, but I don't think we've ever seen her as Captain Britain before. No, she's well. I mean, she's really never been anything other than what? Psylocke. Yeah, like I don't know what else she could be. So. Yeah, that's a Cheney shout-out for you. There you go. We mentioned Psylocke. You oh, happy? As soon as I read that issue, I, I sent uh, Cheney a message on our group chat. I yeah. was like, Cheney, you need to read issue, I think it was 13 of The yeah. Avengers, because Betsy Braddock is in it in a way you've never seen her before, and it's awesome. So, oh, the other big one that I really caught up, there are two. One, I'm still going to stick with it. Well, all right, so first off, I should say, I finished... Lock and Key and Cried Like a Little Girl. Oh, and the epilogue was so beautiful. So many things I was like, I didn't expect it, but it was so well set up. I should have seen it coming and didn't. Like like what? Well, with, I don't want to spoil this. Like, let's not spoil that. This, is, this, is, this is spoilers beyond belief. The thing with uh, the bird and Bodhi, uh, where I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, how did I not see this coming? That's so perfect, so well set up. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I know some people were a little disappointed in the ending. For me, I thought the ending, and I would say the ending is the, the second to last issue. The, the, the last issue yes. of the epilogue. Alpha it, 1 is the end, and Alpha 2 is the epilogue. Yes. Alpha 1 was kind of, it didn't surprise me, but that was more just because everything had been so well set up that a lot of it was necessary. Necessary might be the wrong word, but it was inev- inevitable. That's what I'm going for. Okay. A lot of it was inevitable, so it couldn't really surprise me. That said, the epilogue was where they went, Exactly. we still have a few more surprises. Exactly. And they're not cheap surprises. They're surprises that were set up, you just didn't realize it, and it's going to be awesome. I think the the one part that moved me more than anything, and I don't know why this one did, but when he stole the motorcycle... When he saw her dad, so like no one knew your daughter, and then just drove off, and she was hugging. I thought that was really, that was something else. That was something like straight out of the Breakfast Club. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which, which uh, setting up for for future episodes, we will be talking about the Breakfast Club at some future point. Yes, I, oh, the moment I saw that was on Netflix. I was like, I don't know what else I was going to choose because this is the only thing that I care about now. <laughs> but that's a side. Yes, thing. but that was that was moving the the funeral. Uh, that was yeah when they were all singing. Uh, whatever metal band that they were singing. Oh, I forget um, off the top of my head. But just all of that, it was... And I, I wasn't as moved by him freeing Dodge as I thought. Like, of all, the of all like the really heartwarming stuff in that entire issue, I felt like that was the weakest a little bit. Mm. But that's it might just be a personal thing. Like, him with his dad was really moving. Everything was just so powerful. Anyway, so before I start crying about that, Saga I got caught up on. I've only read the first two trades, so I haven't read any of the floppies that have come out since. I will only I, I just read that book in trades, so don't spoil me on that. <laughs> Still good though. Yes and no. Okay. It, they so I guess in this will it'll end volume th- three. They kind of wrap up her babyhood. Oh, so they jump forward in time. The, yes. So the last issue. It's about time. I'd say. Yeah. I'd say. So the last issue. Of what I'm assuming is going to be the end of Volume 3, the last page is her taking, like, a first steps out of the ship. So, okay. um, so it kind of t- transitions a couple years. So there's some stuff that happens. Uh, they kind of took a direction with with a couple things that I disagree with. But, yeah, well, you'll see when, because okay. I don't want to spoil it. What else have you been um, Have you caught up on Superior Spider-Man? I know you're, like, an issue or two behind, right? I am one issue behind. So what, what so came out So you just started this, Goblin Nation. 
Exactly. So what came out this week I have not read, but I did read this six, because the last thing I had read was right before Flash comes in. Um, oh, Flash Thompson. I was thinking the DC's Flash. I was like, what? Yeah, you didn't know that there was a crossover with Spidey for no reason? He was in there for half a frame. <laughs> it was <laughs> very, fantastic. It was a very quick crossover. I really wish that they would do that. Like, DC would, like, lend out Flash to be in, like, half frames for just, like, everyone. Oh, that would make my life. No, it was just interesting what they did with Venom. And that it took a lot longer than I thought it would to resolve that whole Venom thing. I loved when he showed up in Iron Man's armor. Yes! That was so awesome. That was really awesome. And I really liked that the symbiote was like, yeah, I want to go home now. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. So You taste weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, old host doesn't taste the same. So, yeah. And him quitting the Avengers. I'm surprised the Avengers didn't be like, we're not done with you. Like, yeah, you quit, but you're still being weird and controlling the city. So... I thought that was a whole very interesting thing. Uh, the way the Kingsley fight ended was interesting. I really like what they did with Kingsley with the whole, you know, he gets money by renting out villain franchises. Fr- yeah, franchising is yeah. very smart. Yeah, like it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's a really good move going forward in explaining, oh, why are you fighting this bear guy again? Oh, because it's another franchise rented out by Kingsley. Like, it makes sense why these villains keep reoccurring and they're not dead. You know, so it makes a lot of sense. Although the cue ball dude, the eight ball guy was weird. Oh, but, from the headsman? Am, am, am I thinking of the right guy? I don't know. He just had a giant eight ball for a head. Yeah, he's one of the headsmen. They're a whole supervillain team of people with weird heads. Okay. That's... There's a gorilla with a man's head. There's the, if I'm thinking of the right one, there's the eight ball head. There's a woman with like a, with like a robot sphere for a head. They fought. Um, Heroes for Hire in a lot in the first volume of Heroes for Hire I read, so I have a soft spot in my heart for them. Okay. Fair. They're kind of a weird team. Yeah, just a little bit. Who do you think the Goblin King is? I think it is Osborne. You really do? With Peter's memories inside his head. Oh, see, I don't think he has Peter's memories. I think I think in some way it's Peter. Who do you think it is? I think it's Oxbody, reborn with the Goblin Serum, who has Peter's memories in there, but doesn't doesn't ha- can't access them, or is so crazy because it's the Goblin and the Goblin Serum that he just doesn't know yet. Because otherwise, he wouldn't need Carly. Like the whole thing with him trying to get Carly and get the journal and get that information is well, who, who? So who? All right, let's not talk about bodies. Whose brain do you think it is? Who is in control of that body? Well, it would be. Oh, well, that's two questions. I think it would be if because I think it's Ox body. I think it's Ox brain. Who is in control? I think it's the Goblin Serum. It might even think it's Norman Osborn. But how does it explain the caved-in chest? Well, Doc Ock was half-dead anyway. No, but it clearly had where, like, the glider, quote-unquote, hit him. So, you just find some issue where he had some injury to the sternum in past issues. <sighs> that feels like a cop-out. Okay. Or he just faked it. You know, it's, it's one of those things. If it's really Norman then why do they keep playing cat and mouse and not showing us his face? No, I agree with that, and I think that's that's the whole point, where I think it is Norman, but I think Norman is the one, or Harry, or whoever, I don't know which one. I, don't, I doubt right it's now. Harry. But someone took Ox body. Who better to take Ox body than an Osborne? Who I would have the money you, and resources? I agree with you so far. Yeah. And I think he took that, implanted Doc's memories into his own found oh this is actually peter here and just kind of went from there it's gonna be a weird transition but i think they also because here's the thing peter only has what they said like 33 pieces of memory yeah 
So either they're going to do like a almost hard reset and Peter has to relearn everything. Which might be a thing. Might be a thing. Or whoever is in the goblin suit has all of Peter's brain and memory. Well, you've got a couple options. You've got, he has to basically start from, not scratch, but close to it. Almost ground zero, yeah. He gets his memories back from Ock's brain or whatever memories are still alive in there. Because the body was dead, so some of those memories would start to die, if not most of them. You've also got the gold octobot that he told the robot to destroy. We never saw the robot destroy. That's true. You've also got, you know, he could link up brains with Kane. He could link up brains Yeah, where's Kane right now? Kane's in the New Warriors. Okay, so he is in the title right now. It's him, Araceli, uh, Speedball, Hazmat. Not, not, not Hazmat, I take that back. A couple others, I forget. I read the first issue of New Warriors, the new one. I didn't love it. It... And the real problem was it was was just disjointed. It was jumping all over the place from scenes of Kane and Araceli in Mexico to the New Warriors in Stanford, Connecticut. And then it was jumping, like, good sections of time in between each jump. And so I was – oh, and and Nova's on it as well. Uh, uh, Kid Kid Nova. So I was having a little bit of trouble following some of the stuff. I have a feeling once it gets to issue two or three, it'll be much less of a problem. I hope so. but Or it's going to fall by Thunder Thunderbolts. What happened with Thunderbolts, and it just continued to be awful the entire time. I don't know. I mean, people have a real soft spot for the New Warriors. So. Okay. Uh, the only reason that hasn't been a title for so long is because of Civil War. Really? Well, they were the ones who started Civil War. Oh, okay. Because they accidentally blew up Stanford, Connecticut, and killed a ton of people. Now, granted, it wasn't technically their fault, but for a long time, people thought it was, etc., and so forth. And so yeah. they had to kind of fly under the radar, radar for years. Okay. Because people were still very mad at them. So anyway, going back to the whole, so linked up with Kane, I don't think that would work because Kane has his own memories and not Spidey's. True, but he, I think he has all of the Spidey memories pre the, the original Clone Saga. Or not the original, not when I say the original Clone Saga, I mean the first time the clone showed up, which was years before the Clone Saga. Yeah. Um, theoretically, he has all of those early Peter memories, like everything with Gwen. Okay, which he has a little bit of, but see, yeah, I just, I don't know. I still think... It's Oxbody in some way being controlled by Norman. I think Norman's just using him as a pawn. Okay. Is Norman alive right now? I don't even know. Norman was in a coma, but his body disappeared. Okay. Like, right around the same time they found Oxbody was gone. What if it's, ooh, what if it's amalgamation of <laughs> everyone? What if it's a Doc Ock uh, Green Goblin onslaught, basically? Yes, what if they're sharing a brain? But then whose body? Norman's body with Ock's brain implanted? That would make more sense. Would it? Ock versus Ock. That was the entire thing all along. You could still show Norman's face then. True. True. I don't know. But if both Norman and Ock are missing, and someone has to have Peter's consciousness. I refuse to believe that the only Peter consciousness is the shattered remains in... Like, I think that Peter is in control of Osborne. I think if he is in control, he doesn't know he's Peter Parker. That's fair. All right, and that's when, very when, fair. When you say the Goblin King, let's yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that could be the real thing. At a certain point, and that's what, and I do think will happen. At a certain point, something will click. He'll realize what's going on, and all of a sudden, it will be Peter almost fully in control of Doc Ock's body versus Doc Ock almost fully in control of Peter's body with their underlying consciousnesses plus Norman in there somewhere. Yeah all fighting in between. So it'll be like a battle on three fronts. 
That, yeah, that would be very, very convoluted. And then you've got Miguel O'Hara in there as well somehow. He's on the cover of the next issue. Yeah, that should be interesting. And I really would like this to happen. It's not going to, but them to bring Miles over. But I doubt that. doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Although, okay, so here's some Spider-Man news. I don't know all of it, but I was reading the other day. Basically, when Amazing comes back... Which is, how many more issues are... Like, three or four. Okay, it's so... It's April. I believe it's, like, April 4th is the first issue. And of, is it going to be 701? No, it's going to be Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 3, Number 1. Okay, gotcha. As far as I understand it. But the solicits we have for the first issue, few issues are, basically, everything you... It's one of those, everything you thought you knew is wrong type deals. Oh, great, okay. But... Where, and this is the rumor slash partially, it, this is a mix of rumor and things that have been confirmed. But basically the story is going to be in rebuilding his life, whether that means just rebuilding his life or rebuilding his memories from scratch or mostly scratch, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to revisit the day Peter was bitten by the spider. Or at least the, the location because... Origin, great. Okay. No, 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 not the origins. Basically him going back to that place and finding out that he was not the only person bitten by that spider. Now, this is where we get into the more rumor. The okay. rumors are, what if that whole thing with the end of Spider-Man, the crossover, when he looked up um, Miles Morales, what if his shock was, wait a second, I went to high school with Miles Morales? What if Miles Morales was also bitten by the same spider that same day and has been living a completely separate life, somewhat parallel to Peter's in the 616? So 616 Miles also got bit the same day as Peter. Yes, and for whatever reason has not been a superhero. Maybe he's been a cat burglar like his uncle. Maybe he's been doing all kinds of different things. This is mostly rumor. Let's be absolutely clear about this. By the time this episode comes out, it might be completely debunked. But as an idea, what is that? For me, that sounds pretty interesting. Bringing in 616 Miles, totally cool with that. I always hate rewriting origin stories. But that's not rewriting anything. All it is is adding to. Okay, it, it it just it's the same reason I drop Batman is because they're like year zero. I'm like, this feels gimmicky, and I'm not going to read this, you know. So bringing in six one six miles, cool. Yes, let's try that out. Let's see how they do the origin thing. But I I just get wary every time they're like, we're going back to day one. Like, but it's not that they're going back to day one. Is that they're they're telling you he's going back to the location of day one and finding out that something else happened there that he was never aware of. Okay, it would be day one for somebody else. That's true. But it's more. I think it's more just him retracing his steps and finding out like who am I type deal. Unrelated. But I thought about this. Whatever happened to Alpha? Uh, he had his miniseries. He's still hanging out in Pittsburgh. It was pretty awesome. So we have an infinitely powerful mega level kid. Just he's not that powerful. He he got most of his powers taken away. Oh, by who? By Peter or Ock. I forget who was in control at the time. Okay, so so, so all right, a lot of his powers got drained. So but right. he's got he's got the same powers, but to a much lesser level. Okay, I was a little worried that we just got this omega level kid just chilling in Pittsburgh, <laughs> not doing anything. No, so. no, he's he's chilling in Pittsburgh, but he's doing things. Okay, gotcha. Why why can't he go to Philly? We need another superhero since they took. Flash away from us. I'm still sad about that. We don't even live in Philly. Okay. I spend every Saturday. I go into Philly almost every Saturday. All right, number one. You still don't live there. I don't live there, but it's our city. Let's be honest. We live... No, it's not. We live... I don't, well, I don't know about you, but I live 30 minutes from... And I live an hour away. <laughs> okay. So then it's not your city, but I'm within 30 minutes. Like, it is, it is my city. So I spend a good amount of time over there. 
So every person in Philly would laugh at you and then throw a battery at you for even us for even saying it. You were no. That's like the mindset of all of South Jersey is that we're a suburb. Until you get down to the shore, we're a suburb of Philly. I'm just messing. I know. I could not care less. I know you couldn't either. So. Uh, what, what other books? Yeah, are you what else are I reading? So, got caught up in Saga. Got caught up on, almost caught up on Spidey. Oh, on that, do we know when Flash is joining Guardians? Issue. I want to say it's right after Trial of Jean Grey. Issue fourteen or fifteen. Okay, all right. Because I think thirteen's the newest one. They're on thirteen right now, so probably then fifteen. Because I feel like they have one more trial issue left. Yeah, it's a six-part miniseries. Two of the Guardians ones have already played out. And at least one of the is it all new X Men? Is that all one of the things? Yeah. yeah, which yeah, the pun is that they're the original X Men. So I still have to what I just got on my iPad. Cap, Thor are the next ones. Cap's in in an interesting place because they're still he's I, back from Dimension Z now, right? He's, he's back, back from world. Dimension Z, but he pretty much has like PTSD, like from watch, from watching his son and girlfriend get murdered in the same. Yeah. Yeah, Sharon's dead now, right, huh? Yeah. Well, because that's the thing. Like, in her time, it was 30 minutes. In his time, it was 10 years. And he sees her. The first thing he sees, and, and this is spoilers, is him shooting, or her shooting his son, who was, Zola was trying to get back, and, you know, it was a whole brainwashing thing. But, yeah, she just shoots his son. And then, like, 10 minutes later, as he's, like, bleeding and about to die, she sacrifices herself to blow up Zola. So it's one of those weird things where, like, yeah, and he's in a really weird place right now because Zola's daughter, Jet Black, who I guess is a character because I feel like I remember her from a long time ago. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, She's kind of living with him. With Steve? With Steve. And she, there was this really awkward scene. Is one of them really messy and one of them really OCD about cleaning things? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a fantastic thing. No, but actually, like, in one issue, this was a really weird thing. Basically, her skin is psychic. What? (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. This is her power. Her skin is psychic and can tell the future. Meaning if she touches something, she can see the future? No, just like spider sense almost. Like, But that still her brain i they say it's her skin like i kid you not look it up they say it's her skin but anyway so she's weird she's tied up being interrogated by nick fury jr okay who is is a is pretty much i mean samuel jackson i guess is what they were going for and they they start talking originally just you know serious who are you blah 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 it gets weird where she's like, you like girls tied up, don't you? I can sense your, your heart rate rising. And like there it's, it just got to a weird place before Cap interrupted them. We were like, we're done with this. She's coming with me. So she's living with him. She pretty much only wears her underwear all the time. So that's weird. And pretty much he burns everything in his house. So like his whole house was a memorial to World War II, everything he's ever gone through. Like he has his old shields, you know, that were broken up on the wall and all that. Like, he realizes he, in like this whole, he can't live in the past thing, he just burns all of it. Now, I guess probably not his vibranium shields, but he just goes <laughs> on the roof and just burns everything he that owns. That was their secret weakness. It was fire <laughs> the entire time. Um, Good thing Cap never fought an arsonist. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure he's it was just yeah, It was just really convenient that he's never had to deal with fire. But, uh, yeah, so it was just this really whole thing where I think they're trying to go to the future with Cap and really 
stay away from anything with the past, which I think is really interesting. Well, I mean, um, the past has been explored. I don't want to say explored to death, but it has been explored in depth. With oh, it. absolutely. So they want to do something new awesome. No, and, and I'm totally for it. It's just very... And they're doing it from a very psychological point of, if I look to the past, I'm going to think about my son, and I'm going to break down. So it's him dealing with the PTSD and fighting flag dude. I really... Some ripped dude that takes some pills and is a super soldier and has the American flag on his face. Oh, um, Nuke? Something like that. Yeah, I feel like it's he Nuke was or in, uh, Yeah, he's an old school guy. He was in Thunderbolts for a while. I want to say he took Cap's place back in the 80s for a while. Is that would make Nuke? sense if it was the 80s. Yeah, it's, it's, if, basically, it's Sergeant Hatred. It's really... <laughs> and I believe he's one of the villains in Cap 2. Oh, really? I believe so. There's a lot of minor villains. Well, that would make sense why they brought him in. Who are then. like S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Because he's in of... Russia going around just murdering everyone in Russia. Yeah, I want to say it's him, it's Crossbones, it's Batch the Crossbones. Leaper. I knew Crossbones. I didn't know about the Leaper. Oh, yeah, Batch the Leaper is in Really? Cap. Really? Yes. Okay. I, they've, they've released one picture of him fighting... And it looked pretty cool, actually. And they, they, they found a good way to real-world envision his costume and not make it ridiculous. Okay. And he's still got the mustache and everything. Oh, unrelated to anything, I learned who Dupe is. Dupe is, yeah. I just learned about Speaking Dupe. Speaking of Mike Allred. Oh, is, is that really an I, Allred thing? He was first introduced during either the end of X-Force Volume 1 or Ecstatics Volume, as far as I know, the only one, um, which was around the time Mike Allred started drawing the book. So I okay. have a connection of the two in my head. Yeah, no, my we, we print banners at work, and my manager made a superhero one. It was it was some X-Men, some Avengers and stuff. You're like, who's the snot bubble? Yeah, who's the lima bean? I, and he's like, it's dupe. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, dupe, obviously. I, I knew that. Yeah, apparently he, like, defeated the devil one time. He's basically Alien Squirrel Girl. In oh, that really? He will win every battle. In some way, shape, or form. Okay. Is he just a psychic lima bean, then, really, is what it comes down to? I don't really know. Okay. I, I know people really love him, and everything I've ever read with him, I'm like, I like this guy. I don't know a lot about him, though. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, I learned who Dupe is. So, uh, I, I saw some screenshot from a recent issue of him defeating a bunch of villains with the power of funk. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the quote from one of the villains was literally, he's killing us with the power of funk. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I, I read this out of context, but it made me laugh. No, I think that's fantastic. Um, all right, so there's that, which makes me think of Deadpool, which I, I'm going to try I'm to get like back into. I'm like eight issues behind on that. It's just, not they're not I don't doing like it, just anything. I see, I've been really enjoying it. Well, they did I'm, the President's thing. Cool. Now they're, it's, the only thing they got going is the she's in his head thing. I think I am, I read the first four issues of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And really love that. And I haven't read the fifth one yet. Again, I only haven't gotten this because I've got such a big stack of comics that I haven't gotten to. Um, but I have all the ones uh, that follow up on it. I, I want to get back into it because, like, the the presence thing was fun. And then the stuff that came... What was the arc that came after that? It was her and his Mephisto. head. But Mephisto. It was interesting. But then the good, the bad, and the ugly was like, this is some of the best Deadpool stuff I've read in a long time. Like, this was back to... Not just, oh, jokey, jokey, joke, mm-hmm. non-sequitur, Deadpool. This was, Deadpool's kind of a really screwed up character, and this was who, who that was focused on. Would you say, like, X-Force level Deadpool? Like... I'm saying, like, original Deadpool level Deadpool. Okay. Like, the, like, the Joe Kelly run that people point to as the seminal Deadpool stuff. Okay. Because, like, when people say, like, Deadpool can be awesome, I think of X-Force. Like, 
when he needs to keep Angel alive, so he's just cutting pieces of himself off. To well, I would say probably closer to that. Yes. And, or where, you know, they kill um, Kid Apocalypse, and he's like, I'm not that messed up. I don't kill children. What do you- have, have you read any of the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly arc? I don't think so. Well, I read, they go, I remember they go into his brain, and at one point there's like a closed-off area in the museum. And they're like, oh, we don't go there. And then that's the So the did you see the part that. where someone had knocked him, had drugged him on the street and yes. a piece of his People body? people keep taking his organs. I remember that. It's all tied to that. And basically the idea was this scientist who may have been connected with Weapon 10, I forget if he was explicitly or not, but basically has been over the years harvesting pieces of Deadpool because he's trying to recreate the program in North Korea. Okay. So... Deadpool goes to Cap and to Wolverine basically saying, hey guys, you are the other big super soldier serum people. He basically goes, has anybody been messing with you in a similar way that they've been messing with me? Because I need to figure out what the heck's going on. This is weird. In a Deadpool way. (laughs) Not not quite as straightforward as I just put it. And like, no, of course not. Leave us alone. You're crazy. We don't like you. You're Deadpool. You're gross. (laughs) And so then the next thing he knows, he's getting attacked and he's brought to North Korea. When, and he gets there because this scientist, whose name I'm forgetting, is trying to, A, recreate the super serum program, super soldier weapon 10 mm-hmm. program in North Korea to help North Korea. But really just because they're funding his research and in a Dr. Free, Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze style way, his sister or wife, I forget, is dying. And he's basically trying to use the funding to get this research done so he can save his sister or wife. Again, I forget. Maybe daughter. It's his life. So Deadpool gets there. Again, going to the spoilers here. Turns out Cap and Wolverine were also kidnapped at the same time. And they are like, we, I guess we should have trusted you because... <laughs> but so they get there and they find out that... So the North Koreans in this miniseries have been trying to recreate this program for a long time. And they've basically got concentration camps full of North Korean dissidents who have been imbued with the powers of various X-Men in trying to recreate this whole thing. And basically trying anything that would work. And so you've got, like, this North Korean Nightcrawler, North Korean... um, And they all have Deadpool skin, because he's basically the thing that's been letting the powers bond to them. Similar to what they did in X-Men Origins Wolverine, except not stupid. Yeah. And so you've got this whole team of North Korean X-Men political dissidents joining up with Wolverine, Deadpool, and Captain America to stop this program. It gets dark. It gets super messed up and dark. It also has to do with Deadpool might have a daughter, and that could also be part of what was in that room. I forget off the top of my head. And the scientist knew. The scientist may have the daughter. Um, The daughter may even be his... uh, It might have been a daughter that Deadpool had with his sister. I forget off the top of my head how that was... was, Like I said, it's been like two or three months since I read these issues. But they were really good and really dark and really messed up and, like, returned to classic Deadpool. All right. Then I'll have to go back and, and read those. Then, yes. I that, would absolutely recommend That sounds dark. I also really like the, the two I've read. They might have done a third one already, but the kind of flashback issues where there was the 70s Deadpool teams up with Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist in the 70s to oh, fight okay. the White Pimp or whatever. I forget what the guy's name was. The White Pimp. But it was a really 70s black exploitation style mm-hmm. character. And then there was the issue where he goes back to the 80s, and it's not it's not the time traveling, these are supposed to be like lost stories from Deadpool that you never read before, mm-hmm. where it's all set in the demon in the bottle, uh, Tony Stark is an alcoholic times, where Deadpool has to basically 
Oh, I did read that. I did read that. Okay, yeah, yes, yes, trying yes, to get yes, him yes, to yes, kill yes, different yes. people. Where he, yeah, he has to kill Iron Man. And, well, yeah, he has to I, kill Iron a, Man, and then he takes the suit. I, I had a lot of fun there. with those issues as well. Those were actually pretty good. Um, so I'm going through all the things that I've been reading here. Um, uh, Swamp Thing continues to be really good. I know you know you're not a DC guy. No, but I hear good things about Swamp Thing and Animal Man and that whole. I'm really. I haven't read Animal Man. I should maybe check that out too. But it's just. I'm having a growing interest and appreciation for non-superhero comics. Gotcha. And so that's why I'm starting Fables. I'm starting Unwritten, um, you know, Saga, Lock and Key. And I would definitely put Swamp Thing in that because the only superhero that's been in it was, you know, Superman in the first issue. But And Animal Man eventually. Yeah. But especially if he's, you know, the representative of the Red, that's less superhero-y and more. Right. Yeah. Which... Does the gray exist? Is that a thing that exists yet? I, I don't know enough about all that. Because I feel like that I could think be it's a the cool... green, the red, and the rot. No, it is. But I'm just imagining, well, like, well, there's in DC enough, like, oh, sentient technology. Why don't they have the gray yet? Why isn't Taking that a thing? the form of Liam Neeson fighting wolves? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, but just, like, why isn't there, like, a technological representative in those three circles? Yeah, maybe so, they're building up to it. I don't know. Or maybe they're all right in. <laughs> Dear DC, let me write comics for you. Um, but yeah, so I think that's the majority of what I've been reading. I hope maybe uh, eventually down the road we can do like a non-superhero comic Yeah, I'd love to. So, but I think that's all that I've got. I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. I think I've touched on most of the stuff I wanted to. We might do an, an episode where we touch on what comics I've been touch, uh, catching yeah. up on recently. Because I didn't bring mine with me today. And there's a lot of them. Yeah. But uh, so I think we've been talking for a lot about comics. Yeah, it's been like an hour and a half here. Yeah. Yes, or almost. So it, by the time it gets out, it'll be close to an hour. But uh-huh. uh Yeah, so I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. Uh, This has been Jersey Shore. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 972-798-3830, and just let us know that you're leaving it for Jersey Shore. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan, F-R-M, Jersey, and iTunes ratings and reviews are always appreciated. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to check out hhwlod.com for lots of great content just like it.